0: yo this is Sam's sports podcast it is Tuesday December 20th 2016 Happy holidays Merry Christmas to everyone we're coming up on the Christmas weekend we are less than a week away and uh and uh just we're gonna be changing things up on Sam sports podcast today uh as always I have Shaka on the line with me to talk some football Shaka are you excited for the holiday season?
1: Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's
0: party time, man. Dude, it's, Ready to get some time off. I'm, I think we're all looking forward to a little time off, a little party time. Um, so, it, listen, I can say it's an honor of the Christmas holiday, uh, but it's it's not really. It's really a... So I, I called up uh, Shaka yesterday and I said, listen, I want to change the format of the podcast because the truth is, at the end of the season, there's a lot of games now that really just don't matter. Um, there's a lot of teams I don't think we care to talk about um and uh there's a lot of more important stuff looking towards the playoffs uh, and of course there's plenty of drama around the NFL to talk about so we're going to focus on the wild card teams the playoffs who we think is MVP and uh you know some other big name articles that we think are uh, worth yakking about um Chaka you feel ready to uh, rip apart the NFL a little differently this week I'm ready to roll brother let's do it all right let's do this so Um, I told I emailed Shaka yesterday and I said, Shaka, let's pick one particular topic, uh, that we just want to talk about and go off on. Um, I, I didn't tell you what topic I was going to pick. Hopefully you've got a topic in mind as well, Shaka, that I don't know about. Uh, if it's all right, I'd like to start off with my topic, something I've been thinking about. Um, so what I wanted to chat a little bit about is the New York Giants. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it! I think
1: I have a a good plan B, but go ahead.
0: Okay, all right. Do you want to start talking about the Giants? Do you have stuff? No, actually,
1: you know what? I'm actually totally okay with you going, and I'll feed off of your energy. Okay.
0: All right. So the New York Giants are ten and four. I can't believe that they're ten and four. I at the beginning of this season. You know, I was really expecting them to be a bit of a dumpster fire, maybe take a step forward. But the last couple of years, you know, they'd gone from being, you know, a Super Bowl winner in 2011 to kind of wallowing in mediocrity. Their offense kind of went through a transformation with the arrival of Odell and the, the sort of downturn of Victor Cruz and the injuries. Um, but now, you know, like Magic, they are going from a 6-10 and team last year to a 10 and 4 team right now. And I've been looking at their record and, you know, if you look at their schedule, you know, they started out the season 2 and 3. They were on a three-game losing streak and they were under 500 and then they proceeded to win uh 8 of their last 9 games. And I think the biggest thing that sticks out here is not the fact that their offense is impressive, but the fact that their defense is what's becoming the marquee of the team because This is a team that's winning games on their defense. Eli Manning has been doing his Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde show for a while. And, you know, one play to Odell Beckham Jr. can make or break the entire game. But I think what's shocking is that now their defense is becoming like like an all-world Baltimore Ravens 2000 Super Bowl champion type defense. I mean, this is the type of defense that we would, you know, talk about in 07 when they defeated that perfect Patriots team. But, uh, you know, that that defense was all about pass rush. I think the Giants' defense now is all about secondary. Janoris Jenkins, Landon Collins. I mean, even Eli Apple. These guys are really turning heads. And all throughout the season, the Baltimore Ravens, I think, had the best defense in the league. But I think that this season has been marked with ups and downs. It's hard to really trust any of these stats. Um, But I can tell you that... If, judging by the eye test, the Giants' defense looks like the scariest in the league right now. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Giant uh, Defense wins championships. And right now, this Giants team is getting hot at the right time. If I was any other playoff team, I would be pretty scared right now. Okay, those are my first two cents. Shaka, tell me what you're thinking.
1: For um, so you guys listening at home, I'm just going to put this on the record. Sam and I chit-chat and we'll text each other and, you know, We'll make jokes about games, but really, do we sit down and kind of do like an analysis and breakdown of the material that we're going to cover? Period. So for Sam to come in and of all teams <laughs> to pick the New York Giants and specifically the defense as his topic of conversation, I find it amazing because that's basically. I, I think it really kind of came to me when I was watching the last game and just. I mean, they didn't do anything spectacular in offense, but they didn't need to. No. Uh, just, just looking at, and it really made me sit down and go, look at this Giants roster on yeah. defense. They got Dominic Rogers cramardi mm-hmm. You got Eli Apple, who, you know, not really celebrated, but, I mean, the kid's good, and he made some big plays this weekend. Yep. Um, you've got Janoris Jenkins, who we know is legitimate. Uh, I mean, it's just Landon Collins, of course, uh, and then you're not, that's not even talking about the front seven,
0: he's yeah. so good and so you, aggressive dude, and puts so
1: much pressure. They
0: signed Damon Harrison, he's been doing, he's been playing really great. Olivier Vernon has been playing yeah. out of his mind.
1: Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, who's injured now, granted, but I mean, even then, without one, he was injured, is, they're still...
0: Who is the guy still who's still backing low? up JPP? Because that guy has come in. I and cannot it,
1: remember off the top of my damn head. But, it, it, I mean, just from fr- this top to bottom on the defense. And, I mean, I guess the, the topic or the title of my was going to be the Giants are probably the scariest fucking team you want to run into right now.
0: Dude, dude. Going into the playoffs, they're the scariest team. Just because
1: they don't need to put up big numbers on offense. But then you look at the offensive side. You look at Odell Beckham, of course. Um, you look at Victor Cruz, who's a consummate veteran, makes big plays. He won't burn you for 100 yards anymore. But I think it's just
0: because they're so, so varied in offense. And then you got Sterling Shepard, yes. who they throw to in the red zone, and he delivers. Dude, very, I mean, very underrated piece of that offense is Sterling Shepard turning in a great rookie season.
1: They've got weapons, you know, for days, and we can talk forever about whether or not Eli is elite. And yes, he has two Super Bowl rings, and he still plays like shit sometimes. But in big games. When games matter, I mean it's more often than not, Eli will will play and he'll deliver and he doesn't have to necessarily every time because the defense will pick him up and I yeah. mean it's a bad time to run into this buzzsaw of a defense. So I I honestly feel for any team who, you know, bust their ass all season and go into the playoffs because if you play the Giants it might not mean a damn
0: thing. <laughs> You know, um, you you talk about Eli Manning and how he absolutely can, you know, blow a whole game on his own. But you said it, man. When it, the big time, when it when it's a big game, when that big moment shows up, he's able to make the play. And I think for many teams in the league, where you look to the quarterback position and you see a problem or you see a weak spot, you know, for all of Eli Manning's faults. I've never really felt like I you know like I've really had this fear like like he was going to totally scuttle the game. You know, like I don't have this fear like he's going to throw a red zone interception that's going to cost them the game. If anything, maybe he'll overthrow a receiver, you know, maybe he'll go three and out or take a sack when he doesn't need to, but when it comes playoff time, I mean, you said it. He's going to be able to get the ball in the end zone at least once or twice and when this buzzsaw of a defense, man, that might be all they need. I, I mean, I'm looking at the, the Giants' schedule right now, and I heard this earlier today on another podcast. The Giants have not let up 30 points all season.
1: Which I, is amazing. It's not it's not something you can really kind of take into context. And every team, I think, at this point this season, has been
0: torched at one game or yes, another. Yes, yes. So, to, to, to look in, that's, that's a big statistic. And, and I, I, I... I mean, I... Oh, sorry it's okay we got to highlight this the fact that this season we it cannot be ignored how much parody has happened this season how much a team has been hailed and 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 hoisted as being this great deal. take the minnesota vikings okay they were 5 and 0 they were the last undefeated team their defense looked absolutely unstoppable sam bradford there was discussions about him being mvp and then they completely fell off the map and now they're a bit of a joke of a team. Then you got the Green Bay Packers who were four and six. Now they're on a friggin' four-game winning streak and they're right back in the swing of things. You know, this season has gone up and down, up and down, up and down. The Giants team. I mean, even the Giants, they started out two and three. That's how I started talking about them in the first place. But they turn it around all throughout the season. You're sitting here going quietly, quietly, as everyone's been talking about the Dallas Cowboys the New York Giants are slowly creeping in and just quietly preparing for a Super Bowl run. Because let me tell you, who have the Dallas Cowboys lost to this season?
1: Yeah, the Giants twice. And I think the difference, the differential, I think is a total of four points.
0: Correct. That is correct.
1: Which is, I mean, taking the context, the Giants have not had... Really, a starting running back all season. Yeah, oh and at god. some point, or- Orleans Darkwa started a game for
0: them. Oh my god! At
1: back, so just think about that. And they're they're literally they're right on um, Dallas's ass. So and, and it's amazing. It's an amazing it, accomplishment.
0: It you, dude, you you nailed it, man. No run game really no running game at all. I mean, you know, Rashad Jennings has been, has been hurt and healthy, you know, Orleans Darkwood. they've been towards the end of the season. They've been giving Paul Perkins some, uh, some, some carries, but I mean, what's amazing is this offense is really, I don't want to call it inept. Um, but it's really underwhelming. You know, they, you can't rely on them to run out the clock. Uh, you can't rely on them to get third downs, but you know, one play. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. with one play changes an entire game. And as long as they're able to do that and then just, you know, rest on their defense, I mean, that that that's a game. I mean, you look at these last couple of weeks to see them beat the Detroit Lions. And now, you know, there had been some discussion about they were on this winning streak, but they beat a lot of, you know, nothing teams. You know, then last two weeks, they've won two straight games, scores of 10-10, Ten to seven and seventeen to six, where they beat the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, two playoff teams, two teams they're probably going to see in the in in January, and they handled right. them pretty well. And I mean, to, they were convincing to, wins. they were convincing
1: wins, especially against the Lions. I think every time the, the Lions look like they're going to mount some kind of comeback, the Giants just punched a hole in that that yeah. whole theory. Just ruined them.
0: I mean, just I I'm scared of the Giants, man. I'm scared of the Giants. I they're going to come in as a wild card they're probably i mean i mean who are they going to play if they're going to come in as the probably the 5 seed cuz they'll be the higher seeded wild card um
1: right. i think the 5 be the number 1 seed and the wild card spot
0: and, yeah and they'll be playing uh whoever's the lowest division cha- so i guess the atlanta falcons or i mean it's not going to be the seahawks the falcons or the or, the the, or it'll be the it'll be the packers yeah. or the lions whoever wins that division
1: and it's, I don't know, I'm not too, I don't feel too good about the Lions right now, especially if no. they, I think, are they playing the Packers also to close out the season? I think they Correct. play them one more time. Yeah, Correct. So. The
0: De, so, um, the Detroit Lions, they play the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football in Dallas this weekend. Yeah, the
1: schedule is uh, rough. And then they finish
0: uh, Week 17 against the Packers in Detroit. It's rough. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a winner-take-all situation for the Packers and yeah, the Lions.
1: For, yeah, Packers and Lions is going to be... That's, that, that's one of the showdowns we were talking about.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, here, should we uh, should we pivot to the wildcard teams? You want to talk about that? Let's do that. Let's do that. So, uh, another thing we wanted to talk about today, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, uh, Shaka and I are looking at the playoff situation. Uh, we're looking at the final couple of games, and we're going to make some predictions on who we think is actually going to get in the playoffs and who we think is actually going to be on the outside looking in. Um Let's start out with uh, the NFC. So, with the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, now granted they haven't locked up the division because it's become apparent that, uh, you know, the, the New York Giants are certainly trying to get a piece of that division title, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely gonna. It looks like the Cowboys are, if unless the Giants catch them, the Cowboys are certainly going to be in a situation where they're probably getting a buy. And then we're also looking at the Seattle Seahawks getting a buy as well. I mean, unless they slip up over the course of the rest of the season. See, I don't, I don't see the Seahawks slipping up over the next couple of games because the only other options you have is you've got the Falcons and the Lions trying to grab one of those, you know, first round buys. I don't, I don't, well, actually, let me ask you this. So, do you think that Dallas or Seattle, do you think one of them is going to fall out of the top two seeds and not get a bye?
1: It's very, for the Cowboys, I think it's very hard. Their they're final two matchups, they play the Lions and I think they play Eagles. They play the Eagles, yeah, it is the
0: Eagles. Yeah. Um,
1: so, I, unless so one of these two teams pulls out some kind of stunning shocker, uh, I, I, I see the Cowboys, they, they clinch, they finish it up. Yeah. The, the next game.
0: And the um, same thing with the Seahawks, man. The Seahawks, I believe they're playing the Cardinals play, and the Niners. The Is it the Rams? Uh, no, they they gotta gotta, it they're, a play, they're playing the Cardinals this weekend, and then they finish the season against the Niners. Oh, so
1: yeah, they've definitely they've got a soft schedule going yeah to wrap this up as well. So uh,
0: yeah, it's I don't see that happening. So well here, so let's talk now let's talk about the, the the wild card matchups, which is essentially gonna be the division winners and then the wild card spot. So I'm thinking right. I'm thinking the Giants are gonna get in. They're ten and four. Yes. The Giants have got um they've got the Eagles and then I believe they finished the season against the Redskins. Um I believe so. I, uh, I'm still gonna of course pick the Eagles to win on Thursday Night football because I gotta go yeah, with my Eagles right. as always. Um, I will go down fighting. <laughs> uh, but uh I still think the Giants are gonna they're gonna shore up that wild card spot. I don't have any doubt. I don't really think they're gonna catch the Cowboys. Um, so then it really starts to turn into this discussion of, okay, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Falcons, yeah. I'm thinking the Falcons are going to lock that up because they've got a... Their schedule is so soft. Their schedule is so soft to end the season. They're going to go on the road against the Carolina Panthers, which should be... You know, the Panthers are... I'm going to... You know, I've called them this before, and I'll say it again. They're like, you know, a starving, you know, wild animal that's just like, you know, in the wild. Yeah, they're
1: playing for pride at this point. And, I mean, they savaged. They absolutely savaged... the Redskins, dude,
0: they beat up on the Washington. They made Kirk Cousins look like an idiot. They were they were getting turnovers. I mean, they
1: played like they played like the Tanzans from last
0: year. Right. Really they well. lo- that's, what that's exactly what like. I was going to say. They looked like the Super Bowl team from last year. It was just, you know, like, Where have you guys been? 14 all? Yeah, 14, 14 weeks too late. 14 weeks too late. <laughs> My god. With the hell of a been? It only took
1: that long to, for the chip on the shoulder to finally emerge. Uh, they just need to kind of carry this into next
0: year. Yeah, let's let's hope they carried it into next year because, I mean, it's it was embarrassing what happened. And I think also injuries hit them. The offensive line had injuries. And, you know, losing Luke Keekley for a handful of games is hurting them yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but they were pretty impressive last night against the Redskins. That was They, they looked great.
1: And so then for the Redskins to lose that game, man, talk about having your, your, your playoff hopes in your hands and absolutely shitting the bed.
0: Dude, that was – because, listen, that Redskins team, they were primed to take this last wild card spot. And now, I mean, I have no faith in them doing it because we're talking about the Buccaneers now. And the Buccaneers, yeah. they're going to go on the road and play the Saints – and then they're going to come home and play the Carolina Panthers. So they got, they got a tough matchup. Uh, it's certainly, it's not easy. They can't just walk into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, the Redskins were probably the only other team that was really trying to, like, fight them for that spot. And then, when, now that the Redskins lose, you're really getting into a situation where you're talking about the Packers. You're talking about the Lions. Like, maybe the yeah. Lions could actually steal the wild card spot over the Buccaneers
1: got to be close that's i god i i still i still want to go with tampa bay just because i think the lions are probably kind of on the downside of things right now i i don't know there's a lot of things about that lions team besides golden Mhm. that seem consistent i mean me. the
0: lions yeah. have no running game at all no running game um marvin jones is is i don't even he's
1: nice he's 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 average at this point, which is sad to say because at the start of the season he came on so strong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just gradually lost that on that footing to Golden King and really hasn't he's complimented it to a degree, but he really hasn't been the one two punch that I was expecting. No. 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 For the offense. I mean so it's, just, I,
0: I, it's a shame because he was so that, hot yeah. at the top of the season.
1: And the Packers uh, the Packers literally put together with chewing gum and fucking and hopes and dreams, dude. And all season, and they're playing. They're playing well. They're playing pretty damn well. Even the defense
0: has stepped dude, up. How did the defense well? go from good to terrible back to good? What the hell is going on in Green Bay?
1: There's been some kind. Of, I don't know. The pep talks must be. It must be working because everything is all kind of coming together, and now they have like this running back by committee. That's kind dude. of. Like,
0: you know, and that's something else. Ty Montgomery looked amazing this past weekend.
1: Yeah, just, I, I, I don't know where it's coming from and how it's all coming together, but you know what? They won four in a row, and it's it doesn't seem like a fluke anymore. Aaron Rodgers has played great all year, dude. Aaron Rodgers, and he'll be part of our MVP conversation.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, it just I, there's just a lot about this Packers team that doesn't make sense, but at the same time, they're still part of the conversation, and they might just go and win this thing in the last week of the season.
0: Yeah, let's hope they don't screw it up because you know. There's also, the Packers team, what's scary is they're a little susceptible. They make mistakes. I mean, they yeah. beat this Bears team, but they also let the Bears come all the way back and tie the game. Uh, yes. and a Bears team that really had, God, the quarterback, Matt Barkley. Matt awful. Barkley.
1: He's awful. He should not be.
0: Doing his best impression of a legitimate quarterback.
1: It, it, you know what? He's beating the fuck pretty well right now. I give him credit, because that, that team should not be competing, and. They gave the Packers everything they had
0: this weekend. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, they gave them everything they possibly could, and 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 they were still in the game towards the end. What's I think the thing about this Packers team is it this feels more like not just you know chewing gum and spit, but also Aaron Rodgers is willing this team to win. I, I'm. Yeah,
1: he's I, dragging the carcass. He is well, he dragging the carcass, the carcass until it came back to life. <laughs>
0: This is this is like they they're reminding me a little bit of the Panthers. Like they're a sort of a a, a wounded animal. Like watch out because <laughs> at any given time, Aaron Rodgers' talent and ability is so good that I think he can just pile points on. And the thing that's helping them in this winning streak is the fact that their defense is actually stepping up, yeah. um, which was something you know that wasn't happening when they were letting up forty points to the Colts in Lambeau. It's not necessarily they're
1: playing shutdown defense. But they're making big plays. Uh, And, you know, turnovers change games. And they've been getting, you know, that plus on the turnover differential, And, uh, you know, put them out ahead. Four four wins is not a fluke. Uh,
0: So, point-blank question right now. Do you you think the Packers can win out and the Lions will lose out and the Packers take the division and the Lions are on the outside looking in? What do you think?
1: I'll tell you what. In terms of the playoff outlook, and I said it before, this whole thing feels shaky. But if I had to put my thumb on one, one, you know, call here, it's probably going to be the Packers winning out. I, I think they're just they're, again they're willing themselves to the finish line here, and I yeah. think right now they've got they've got all the juice, uh, and the Lions look—I mean—they look aghast. They, they're, they're looking like they're crossing the finish line, but they're barely, you know. Just, the first marathon, and they're not—they're not looking good.
0: They're yeah. not going to make it. Yeah, you know, it's—it's a really good point because you're talking about how Aaron Rodgers is dragging this team to the finish line. You know, Matthew Stafford's trying to do the same thing with the Lions. I just don't feel like he has the same amount of pieces that Aaron Rodgers has. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, both teams don't have a running on, game. On
1: par. Yeah, exactly. They're on par in terms of what they present on offense and defense. I mean, there's not really much to write home about. They're still competitive teams. They're still, you know, playoff potential teams, but. There's nothing like we're not talking about them the same way we're talking about the Giants being dangerous. They, yeah. You know. Still, uh, the Packers just look like they have more of a fire in them
0: right now. Okay. Um. So so let's say for argument's sake, the Packers win out and take the division. Do you? Uh. Point blank question: the number six seed wild card, Detroit Lions or Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
1: Oof. That's a harder question. Um. I I, I want to say Tampa Bay. Um, man, remind me of the schedule again. The Lions are That's playing okay. the Cowboys and the Packers to end the season, so they've got two really tough contests coming. up. I think the Cowboys obviously are not going to lose to the Lions, and the Buccaneers and the have got
0: the they've got the Saints and they've got the Panthers.
1: Both winnable games. Both I mean,
0: winnable games.
1: So, yeah, I, I, I got I to gotta lean um, Tampa Bay on this one. Okay. Just Would because you? Potential, the potential, you know, for victory, definitely higher with Tampa Bay. The defense is playing, playing as well as they can right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, you're facing the Carolina and New Orleans teams that don't play much defense. So they might end up being shootouts. Yeah. But uh, I think the potential you know, scenario is better. It's favorable for Tampa Bay right
0: now. Yeah, and, you know, something else, Tampa Bay, defense. Defense yeah, wins I, championships. Say,
1: yeah, the Lions have none of these assets right now. And, I mean, they're. The, um, I'd say they're on the outside looking in in terms of, uh, like, prediction-wise. They,
0: they just don't have it. Okay, okay. Uh, let's talk about the AFC. AFC playoff picture, um, New England Patriots, have I? I mean, I think they've locked up everything at this point. Um, I think yeah, I think they've definitely got the first round by. I think well, yeah, they definitely got the first round by. I don't know if they've locked up home field, but they're right at the top. Uh, after that, there's a little bit of sort of it's swishing around because yeah, a lot of
1: conditional stuff. You got on, a lo- yeah.
0: You're looking at Oakland, but Oakland is only one game ahead of Kansas City. I think Oakland and Kansas City, that's like Dallas and New York. It, you know, they're both yeah. going to get in. The question is who's going to actually win the division. Whereas, you know, Dallas and New York are two games apart, Oakland and Kansas City are both a game apart, and this is a little bit more, you know, something could happen. Now, this week now coming up this weekend, you're going to have Christmas night, Kansas City's having a home game against the Denver Broncos. Yes. Then you've got Red. the Oakland Raiders having a home game against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, when you go to Week 17, you got the Chiefs playing the Chargers, and you got the Raiders playing the Broncos. So, listen, if both teams win out, then it's just going to finish off, Raiders will win the division, and the Chiefs will get the wild card. But, point blank, do you think the Raiders are going to take the division, or do you think the Chiefs will take the division?
1: This one, uh, I really... uh... And I said by-dependent for the Raiders I have on my notes. They're by-dependent. Mm-hmm. The Colts have been playing pretty well as of late.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're but trying I, to fight I, to get into the playoffs in that terrible, yeah. terrible AFC South division.
1: I know we've, we've had our conversations about this Raiders' defense. But I think, look, man, these guys are going to the playoffs for three time since 2002. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Raiders, they want to try and get as much of a footing as they can right now. And I'm sure they'd love to have the buy. I see them, I see them beating the Colts uh, in this one. And the last time they faced the Broncos, they, you
0: know, they put a trounce on them on the ground. Yes, they did. Running games. So I, I like
1: the Raiders, man. Raiders are hot right now. Um, Granted, things are looking a little more dicey for them scenario-wise going towards the end of the season. Yeah. I think they finish out um, strong. The Broncos also right now, offensive-wise, is a fucking – Dude. It,
0: it, it's a circus right completely now. Completely fell off the map, their, their offense, a, man.
1: They're fighting in the locker room. Uh, oh, my God. And, 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 you, you heard about yeah.
0: some of those reports, the defense and the offense yelling at each other?
1: Yeah, just going, you know, like the defense is like we're pulling our end – and, you know, we're giving you enough enough of a, you know, a uh, points differential that you guys should be able to put some points on the, on the, the board, period, and you're not doing it. Yeah, so, and I mean, I mean, People are getting called out for the jobs right to, now. to
0: only put three points up on the Patriots, and I know it's the Patriots, but listen, it's not well, a secret yeah. the Patriots' defense is not very good.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the defense is definitely, they can be scored on. You know, it's the offensive side you got to worry about. And Broncos, for what it's worth, you hold the Patriots to 16 points, that's a damn good job, you
0: know. Yes, especially the you know, Tom Brady on the center. Teams,
1: not many teams. I, granted, the the Patriots wide receiver court is like a you know the wheel of fortune, a wheel at this point. You, you never know where you're going to land with these guys. They, they can still hurt you. Chris Hogan can hurt you. Danny Amendola mm-hmm. can hurt you. Julian Edelman can hurt you. Does Bennett can hurt you. And they held him to 16 points.
0: Yeah. And, so, and you know, part. and I've heard some discussion about how Denver – you know, they're like, I really think if they had a solid running game, it would be a little different. And, you know, there's been people knocking them for not having any running backs. The truth is, listen, C.J. Anderson was playing great football. He just got hurt.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean he's done for the season. There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can I, do about it. I'm a little disappointed. I thought Devontae Booker was going to have
0: how yeah. gonna a breakout. I kind mean, of, dude, but Justin Forsett is now numbers. starting.
1: Which is, uh, it's nightmare fuel for me. I have, like, fantasy horror dreams that star Justin Forsett <laughs> basically and he, he somehow is still he's still in the league when running backs uh who you know Trent Richardson of all people is out of the league oh, man. you know I'm thinking about guys who are drafted so high and Justin Forsett is still getting champions still play.
0: dude he is now on his third team this season
1: mind-boggling. I don't understand why. I still don't understand why.
0: Yeah, but it, so definitely clear that that Broncos team, I mean, just their offense really came apart at the seams. And, you know, even though they're 8-6... for that to happen. Even though they're 8-6... S- for that to
1: happen.
0: Dude, I, I still think... I don't think they're getting in the playoffs. You know... I, it's, it's looking very bad right now. I mean, I, they,
1: they, they need to write the shift immediately.
0: I thought it was a little optimistic when... You know, listen, nobody knew what we were going to get with Trevor Simeon. I don't think he's that bad... I certainly think that there's other quarterbacks out there who are worse than he is. Um, but I think it was a little ambitious to think that they could be a, a, a Super Bowl contender all over again with Trevor Simeon under center. At least right out hey, the gate. For what it's
1: worth, worth Simeon's had a pretty solid year. He's, he's had a three pretty three solid World. year.
0: Like I feel more comfortable with him next year. You know what I mean? And
1: I think he's missed because he's not played in two games, I think, this
0: year. Correct. One of these with injuries. So I, I, even if you look at his numbers
1: statistically, he's had a pretty, uh, I, you know, as a Jets fan, I will take those numbers from a quarterback.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, that to me is, those, those numbers.
0: You're, you know, you know competent, competent quarterback, them. not turning the ball over. I don't think I'm asking for much.
1: I'll take him. I'll go out I'll take Patrick Lynch if you're putting him on the table as well. Dude, but, you
0: know. Slow your roll there, okay? You Don't care for what you wish for.
1: Listen, I read a report that said that the Jets briefly considered starting Christian Hackenberg wow. against Patriots. Wow. So I, you know, it, that's pretty much I mean, standing it's... at the edge of a building and looking down and considering what would happen if you jumped. It's <laughs> just...
0: <laughs> you know, it's, it's very grim right now in New York. It's very is grim, it's is it? Are we are we confirmed that Bryce Petty's not going to play? I mean, he's. Uh,
1: I think it's still up yeah, they, in the air. They're kind of leaving the Did you see him
0: healthy. get pancaked by Wake and Sue? <laughs>
1: I, I I I felt it. My ribs still oh. feel a little bit sore.
0: Oh, I was sitting there going, "Who the hell was blocking those two guys?"
1: I think the injury report hasn't really. I mean, it's going to change for sure um, going into the weekend, but. It's still up in the air uh, if he's even going to play, so you might be seeing the return of Fitzpatrick again. Oh,
0: God, dude, dude, just, just stop right there, okay? My my eardrums hurt when you say that.
1: Let's get back to our playoff scenario here. Thank Sorry you, guys. thank I, you. I had to have a little Jets moment. Let's That's okay. Scenario
0: here. Dude, we're going to have more Jets moments. There's going to be an Eagles moment that pops up, too. It just it, We can't get it out of us. It's in us. Yes, um, it's just it's bread right in. So Kansas City. So Kansas City and Oakland, we we both think they're in. The question is who's going to take the division. I think you and I, and I'm in agreement. I I think Oakland can can win out and finish it off and actually take the division and win the bye. Because um, you know a couple of things about Kansas City I got to mention, which really came out in this past game where they lost to Tennessee was that you know, they are relying heavily on turnovers and points off of turnovers and special teams touchdowns. Now, Kansas That's City...
1: strange statistic to, to hold on to,
0: Now, they're great at getting turnovers. Don't yeah. get me wrong. One of the reasons they've been winning so much off of these turnovers is because they get so many of them, but they can't thoroughly rely on them to put points on the board and win games. You know, when you get into a situation against Tennessee yesterday... They were at home, and they lost this game. They struggled to put points on the board and move the ball, and it was a situation where they didn't get as many turnovers as they normally get. They didn't have a a Tyreek Hill kickoff return touchdown, and you know what? They ended up losing another small margin game. That's the thing that scares me about this Chiefs team. If they've got a weakness, it's that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've done an an amazing job of just the fact that their record is as good as it is without that offense being just, you know, an, uh, just,
0: a powerhouse. They are, they are they a have, dink and dunk power conservative they're, they're offense. Not really,
1: they're not really impressive at all. They don't really speak much, but the defense has basically been like, you know, it's worked for them all season. You know, Barry, you got Peters, you got Justin Houston. They, they've done everything they needed to on defense to kind of make their statement. And it's just when, you know, those moments where the defense doesn't just outperform everyone else is when they kind of look mortal for a second and they look beatable. And Tennessee, which is, you know, two weeks in a row now, they shocked the world.
0: Yeah. They kept themselves
1: relevant. Yeah, they did. You know, they came out and beat this team. I didn't expect that. I don't think anyone expected that to happen. This was kind of an afterthought game. And then you go, holy shit, they fucking won.
0: Dude, and, and not only did they win, but I mean, to see uh, Tennessee go for two to try to take the lead, they didn't get it. And then they still had a chance to get the ball back and kick a game-winning field goal.
1: Yeah, they were not. They didn't look. They did not
0: look afraid of Kansas City defense. I at all. I, I'm. I'm pleased for Tennessee because listen, for weeks I've been wanting Tennessee to win a big statement game, and I feel like it finally came this week and last week.
1: It's a good time to do it. it really is.
0: Yeah, just in time for Brock Osweiler to get benched. Whew! Oh God. Man, oh man. We're we're gonna have a that, that's gonna have a moment in today's show, but let let's keep going with this playoff picture because. You go okay, you go past Oakland and Kansas City. Now it gets a little foggier because you've got the Steelers at 9 and 5 and the and the yes. Baltimore Ravens are a game behind them. You've got the Houston Texans at 8 and 6 who are tied with the Tennessee Titans. And then you've got the Miami Dolphins who are 9 and 5 after Matt Moore threw four touchdowns. Unbelievable. And they, dude, absolutely. God bless Matt Moore, man. You know what? I don't think the guy gets enough credit that he deserves. You want a good backup I didn't quarterback. Even know he was still
1: how long ago didn't he come and replace uh Chad Pennington? Yes, dude. Like, that was how long
0: ago. Dude, I Ma- I, heard, I haven't heard his name. Matt Moore has been sitting on the bench in Miami collecting paychecks for years. Unbelievable. So, g- God bless him. I think he played very well this past weekend. He, did. he played exceptional. But now we need to start talking about so the Steelers, the Steelers. and the Ravens. Now Okay. The next game up I believe is uh I believe they play each other on Christmas on this Sunday yes. Steelers Ravens game. I mean that's kind of I mean you want to talk about a decision a so this, statement game. It's going yeah. to be in Pittsburgh and that probably you know could put both of them in a situation to decide the game to or yeah, decide the the Steelers, the Steelers are in if they beat the Ravens. Correct. But and if it, they lose it's it's a little more dicey. And then you and if they lose I mean, I still have faith that the Steelers could pull it out because you got the Steelers beating the Brown they've got they're playing the Browns in week seventeen and the Ravens are playing the Bengals. Yes. now, i I'm gonna make my decision. I'm gonna go with the Steelers because I think both of these teams, again, so many flaws amongst these teams this season, so many flawed teams, Pittsburgh has been up and down. You know, Ben Roethlisberger has a torn meniscus. He misses a couple of weeks. He comes back in a miraculous Ben Roethlisberger way. He starts putting up great numbers. But then, you know, they get into cold weather. Roethlisberger starts throwing the ball poorly. and Bell has been the one who's been shouldering the team as he's running all over the place for hundreds of yards and three, four, five, six touchdowns. They are convincing, but their defense, listen, I think their defense is good, but not as good as Baltimore's defense and I yeah. see them, they're, they're susceptible. They have holes that can be exploited. Pittsburgh is just, it's the most dangerous team, but it's also the team that I kind of trust the least. Baltimore, on the other hand, the only thing I like about Baltimore is their defense. I don't like their offense. I think Joe Flacco finds ways to turn the ball over. But, after listen, after watching the Eagles nearly, listen, I was watching that Eagles-Ravens game. The Ravens had the game locked up but they let the Eagles come back in and actually try to take it at the end of the game. That to me, that's, that's not the sign of a playoff team. That's the sign of a team that's going to falter under the pressure. And I don't think it's because of their defense. I think it's because of their offense. And I, I mean, you know, when they need those big plays, when they need to push the ball down the field, I think that the Ravens are going to struggle to do it. You know, they're trying to open up this Marty Morningweg. You know, passing the ball a lot. You know, Terrence West and Kenneth Dixon are not really the most exciting run game out there. But when you break it right down to it, you know, you put the two of the, you put these two teams head to head in Pittsburgh this Sunday. I mean, I got to go with the Steelers, and I think if that's the case, the Ravens are on the outside looking in.
1: I, I think. You, I think you pretty much. Uh... You're running with my assessment here. Same thing. I, I got to go with the uh, Steelers on this one. Honestly, let's be realistic. I think the Steelers are underwhelmed for the most part this season. I, I figured they'd be a much more dominant team mm-hmm. on paper. They are, at least, you know, you got Le'Veon Bell, who's, you know, year by year, he's a perennial MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Ben Rochester, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, they're all, you know, MVP candidates. You know, at least should be consistently. Now you factor in Ladarius Green, who hasn't really played much this season, was supposed to be a big piece of that offense. Finally around, but you know, Roethlisberger, like you said, has not really been airing it out. He's not really putting up those big numbers like we're expecting. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, I will say this: I think the defense probably played a little bit better than you thought. And especially if they've got this um, young kid Ryan Shazier, who's been a big part of kind yeah. of keeping that defense together. Mm-hmm. So, I think they could—they probably could have played a lot worse. So, the Steelers are holding it together. I want to say, I kind of feel like maybe there's a sleeping giant in them, and who knows, maybe kind of, moving towards the playoffs, they might come to life and kind of find those, you know, those moments that make them click and make them really, really dangerous again. Mm. That's, that still remains to be seen. Now, on the other side, the Baltimore Ravens, to me, when I look at that team, and it's been week in and week out, and you look at the roster, you've got Steve Smith Sr., you've got, you've got so many
0: guys. Mike Wallace, man. Plays. Dennis Mike Pitta. Wallace. And even Brashad you know, Perriman, man. Yeah. Brashad Perriman, he stretches the field. And
1: I, I've, I've said it a couple weeks already. I like this young kid, um, Dixon. Yep. Um, and I think he might be the future, you know, starting running back. I think he might be a future Pro Bowl. He's got the potential. But I, again, I, when I look at this team, all I see are pieces. I don't see a cohesive unit, especially on offense. And I think that's part of one of the reasons why Joe Flacco has been kind of ho-hum mm-hmm. as a quarterback this season. Mm-hmm. I think what, that, and I, it might be completely attributed to the offensive play calling, that they're really not yeah. using the piece that they
0: have. And, and I mean, they're on their so second men. offensive coordinator this season.
1: Yeah, and I would also, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that perhaps Baltimore, you know, has underwhelmed a bit this season too, but I wasn't expecting them to be a, uh, a powerhouse the same way that the Steelers were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that defense has, you know, obviously kept them in games, That especially in, uh, stopping the run. They've been fucking fantastic, and I think Le'Veon Bell's going to have trouble against that run defense, mm-hmm. but the same time I still think the Steelers have so many more um, bullets in the chamber and they've got such a variety of all play calls that they can you know throw a screen pass to Levi Bell and block him downfield he can crush Man Antonio Brown Darius Green is dangerous he can make some big plays and he has in the last couple of weeks I just think there's the Steelers it's their game
0: to lose and uh, I just checked the schedules one more time Baltimore's next two games are both on the road yeah it's I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's
1: not favorable for them right now.
0: Now, uh, we have to talk about, I, I'm very sorry to say this, we have to talk about the AFC South. <laughs> so the Houston Texans are currently 8-6. and six. All right, let's talk about the drama that was Brock Osweiler. So after he threw two horrific oh, interceptions to nearly oh, Lord, give away nice. the division to the Jacksonville Jaguars who promptly fired their coach after this game, the, it happened. The, Bill O'Brien benched Brock Osweiler. I feel like he did what the entire world has been asking the Texans to do all season, and he put in Tom Savage. And you know and what? Let's
1: not, let's not forget the point that the fans cheered
0: dude, when Brock Osweiler dude, came out the game. They were so excited. It's just it's just a rough situation. You know, listen, I don't wish that on anybody. No. Um. You know, I don't think this is his fault. You know, he wasn't the one who offered him $70 million to come be the starting quarterback. He was not... I mean, I think a few heads will roll in the front office over something like this because, listen, he's not going anywhere. You're not going to find a trade partner for Brock Osweiler, and there's no way they can get rid of that money. He's going to be a high-priced backup for the next couple of years until they're able to get out from underneath this contract. But, I mean, it was just unfortunate because the truth is Tom Savage came in and looked better than Brock Osweiler.
1: You know something scary, and I, I, I read it. In the off season, before the season started, I read it and it was afterthought, and I never really gave it much credit. And then I heard it again today, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, you know. Um, so the Texans never actually really met.
0: Oh my god! Brock Osweiler. I read this too. Oh my god! They
1: had a they had a joint practice um, when he was with the Broncos, and I think the coach or the GM was trying to meet. Peyton Manning at the time, and Peyton was unavailable, so he actually met um, Brock Osweiler for like two seconds. They shook hands, and that was it. That was the only meeting they ever had.
0: Oh my god!
1: Until they signed him, they didn't actually meet him before offering him the seventy-two million dollar contract. Unbelievable! And I remember reading that. I remember reading that um, back when the contract happened, and how everyone was stunned, and we're like, "Oh my god, what are the Broncos going to do?" And I was like, huh, that was, you know, I, in my head, I'm like, Texans have done their homework. This is their man, probably. They, they're, you know, very optimistic of the guy, you know, on paper. He's 6'7, got that prototypical quarterback build. He can throw the ball deep.
0: Dude, unbelievable. And, you know,
1: and look at where we are now, where oh. he's literally getting, you know, and I felt bad because the moment where they announced that. You had a new quarterback coming in. You could see him standing on the side, swinging his arm, kind of like a high school kid, you know, just trying to stay positive. And, and again, and like you said, no one's wishing this on him. But this is, where, this is where we've come to. This is what we need to do. And the Texans have a quarterback controversy while they're trying to make the playoffs. Dude, I,
0: I have no words. What's, I mean, you can't really argue with it too much when they win the game they come back and yeah, win the sure. game all of a sudden it's like well i don't even know if there's a quarterback controversy right now because i mean listen savage is not amazing but he he just looked more effective for the first time all season you know deandre hopkins was getting the ball
1: yeah lamar miller looks good running the football
0: i just it's my oh god i mean i listen i wish i wish i could put my finger on what exactly brock osweiler's doing wrong but i i just Listen, I feel for the guy. I don't feel for him when he gets to go home to his fancy house and his huge bank account, but I, I feel for him right now, man. It's just it's unfortunate. Um but here's yeah,
1: seventy two million guaranteed. Is it all
0: guaranteed? No, it no, know. it's not. I'm sure there's Is like thirty eight, thirty eight, I'm It's to like the number $38 my million's guaranteed. After taxes, he'll probably actually make about fifteen million dollars. But
1: that's
0: what a, that's still a lot of guaranteed. money. Um, terrifying. We, we just like to say $72 because all the press people like to put a big number on. Oh, he signed a $100 million. Yeah, he's only really going to take home 15 or $18 million after taxes. Um, Man, what a, what still, a shit show. It's still a hell of a payday for as much terrible football as he's played. Um, for, two
1: seconds, for a two-second handshake, you made $15 million. I Look, any one of us would take that money yeah. happily. I want that job. It's one rough year. It's one rough year. And then you're a trivia question.
0: That's true. That is apt. Dude, good fucking call. One rough year, and then you're a trivia question. I like to look at the brightest side of things sometimes, you know? It's it's like, you know, oh, you remember that terrible year? Yeah, it paid for this house. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting, on, you're, you're sitting on that terrible year right now. I, I earned this house. Um, okay, two more questions, and then we'll get to the MVP discussion. Yes. Number one, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, who wins the division? Um, next up, Tennessee Titans this weekend go to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Houston Texans have a home game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and then week 17 they play each other.
1: Now, that Cincinnati Bengals game could be a dangerous one because, like, uh, I'm going to steal your turn this time. It's a wounded animal right there.
0: Yep, yep.
1: These guys are, they're uh, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. And like the Panthers, they're playing for pride at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first time Andy Dalton's not made the playoffs as a Bengal.
0: I think um, I think you would be correct. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I, I they can't sleepwalk into this game. Uh, Tyler Eifert is playing fucking fantastic. Um, Jeremy Hill has been playing with some life. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I don't know if he's going to be big star in this team or not, but he's he's contributed. As a rookie, he's contributed a lot. Mm-hmm. And Brandon LaFell's Brandon actually played pretty okay. Yep. Who knew? Yep. So they're, they're not completely lifeless. I mean, that that whole team's been depleted, you know, of the potential. When A.J. Green is gone, like, the wind's out of your sail. But they're still moving. The boat's still moving. So I would not sleepwalk past the Cincinnati Bengals because they might surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... Once you get past that, then you get that final game.
0: And and yeah, uh, yeah. I just confirmed the final game is in Tennessee.
1: And that's that's nightmare fuel because this is going to be a big rivalry, you know, playoff implication game. I, I, I'm i still, I feel like I'm leaning Tennessee here.
0: Dude, in I'm leaning Tennessee too, man. The more you know I'm, I'm thinking about it. Tennessee.
1: They're playing the Jaguars before. Yeah. The Jaguars are dead. They're dead in the water. Yep. Blake Bortles, I still don't know how you're starting quarterback, but your coach has lost your job for sticking with you. Oh, um, you know the the only bright spot on that team is Marquise Lee, and that's not a very bright spot. No. So no, it's really not. Um, I, I the Titans, if they lose that game to the Jaguars, God help you. You're, you know,
0: dude, you that, that that's out, inexcusable. If they lose to Jacksonville, oh God, God come help on.
1: You. But I don't see it happening. I see the Titans taking that game.
0: And, and running at the table.
1: At home. Yeah, at home. Yeah, at home. I don't see you losing to the Texans.
0: Yeah, they better yeah, that's not. Gonna
1: be a, that's going to be a, a fun game to watch. That'll
0: be a fun game to watch.
1: I would wholeheartedly sit down and watch that game just because I, I look at the two teams, and I don't want to evenly match, but at the same time, they're, they're, you know, they're shoulder to shoulder in terms of just what they're, they have to put on the field. So that's going to be a good game.
0: Now, okay, Miami Dolphins, do they get the last playoff spot or not? What do you think?
1: Damn it. You know what? I'm going to give you credit for this. You've been you've been high on Adam Gacy all season. Um, I mean,
0: he's making something out of nothing with that squad.
1: Really, really is. This guy's got Shepard's pie on the table right now, and, you know, everybody will eat. Um, their schedule is a little rough. they got to play Buffalo and New England. And they have to win both games, I think, to get in. I don't know if I'm 100% on that. Um, but, man, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to rule against it. And now Matt Warren back. And he's probably the biggest question mark, I yeah. think, for, uh, for this offense team. Is just, can he really reproduce this again? They, they, the Jets, Everyone's burned the fucking Jets at this
0: point. So, I, uh, throw four touchdowns out of nowhere. I mean, I, I'm going to say, yeah. I think, I think they're going to struggle to beat Buffalo, but I think that Week 17 game against the Patriots, I think the Patriots might be resting their starters.
1: I, that's a very good point, actually. I thought about it for a second, but I think you're right, because they have the Patriots have nothing to play for by playing their starters, except maybe getting one of them injured.
0: Yeah. So, you, you know you they know, ain't doing that.
1: <laughs> you know if one of those guys gets injured, it's just why the hell would you play them?
0: Why bad? was he and, even and, on the field?
1: in in an unimportant game. So that's a very good point. The Dolphins might be going out there playing for their lives against the the JV squad. And then again, the the Patriots have played the JV squad for the first four (laughs) games of the year and done pretty okay with it. Yeah, their JV
0: squad is pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, so, um, still, I I think you got a good point. I, I, I have a hard time wholeheartedly going behind the Dolphins, but at the same time, I'd be a fool. To, to write him off
0: no yeah, i i agree man I, i'm i'm right now i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt i think they'll be in i think it's fair i think it's fair to say so I, they look they've they, they've
1: been the most unlikely damn team all season and they they pull out games jJ he's had two 200 yard games this dude. season um just just a lot of unpredictable moments and i they earned like, it. again I, yeah i i have a hard time just writing them off
0: yeah dude they've totally earned it Um, okay. We talked about our playoff picks. We gotta have the MVP discussion. So if it's all right, I'm gonna i I'm gonna kick us off, Shaka. Be my guest. So I was thinking about this. Who would be the MVP of the league? And I thought about a lot of the favorites, a lot of the key options, the Derek cars, the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera. And this is this is, I think, what my official pick is. So I I came down to about three finalists, and, and the first one I thought of is Matt Ryan. And I think he's played spectacularly. He's definitely played better than anyone expected. That offense, you know, we've now learned that the Falcons offense this season has been one of the best since the merger. I mean, really insane. Throwing, insane to the, think about. throwing the ball all over the place, not just Matt Ryan, but the running game, That's Tevin Coleman, the Devontae Freeman. Um, but I still said, I don't know. I don't think Matt Ryan is the MVP. I said, well, what about the Cowboys? I said, what about Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott? You know, but I still said... I don't think that you can call them MVP because the Cowboys as a whole are an amazing team. You know, Ezekiel Elliott's got the offensive line. Dak Prescott has got, you know, his receivers, his Ezekiel Elliott, and he's got the defense. The defense has been a big part of why the Cowboys are as good as they are, too. So I'm like, I don't know if I can call them MVPs either. So after a while, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, this is really hard to think about anyone else. It sounds like the most logical option, but I'm going to pick Tom Brady. I know he missed four games of the season, but he's still Tom Brady, and let's be clear here, after he missed those four games of the season, the team stepped up, turned into the Patriots that we always know that they're going to be. It's like Cinderella, they put the fucking shoe on, and all of a sudden they're throwing touchdowns all over the place, and Tom Brady is losing guys left and right, Gronkowski gets hurt, it doesn't matter, you know, he just continues to roll on, and this team is now 12-2, and and if I'm correct, Tom Brady is... 9-1 9-1 and one as of this far in the season. So even though he missed several games, I mean, you look at his numbers, man. What, has he thrown two interceptions all season? Three? I mean, I got to go with Tom Brady as the MVP. It's hard for me to pick someone else.
1: You know what? Let's take a moment. We're going to give Sam silent applause because he was not at all on my playoffs or my MVP radar <laughs> but you know what you sir if you were a lawyer made a damn good case goddamn son of woman out here
0: well thank was you this.
1: That, was, that was very good that was very well said you know what, you made some great points because you look at that team on paper and they're shaky without him but him at the helm you're like you know what he's gonna make it work
0: thank you and I don't think
1: any other quarterback could do that with a team
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so that's very well put. It's, I really have to give that more consideration. And I really
0: was not giving it consideration just because the suspension, and he didn't play the full season. Yeah. So he shouldn't
1: even be eligible. He shouldn't be in the conversation. But that's a fair point. I, I mean, and you know what? As we go towards the end of the season, I think that the MVP voters are going to kind of carry, give it not as much weight as I thought it was, the suspension. He, he very well may pull it out, which would be, I mean, It'd be insane, but at the same time, I think a lot of people, if you're a Tom Brady hater, you're just going to be a hater anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. But, of course. Yeah. Tom Brady haters will live on forever.
1: So just call it what it is. Um, but well said. Now, um, this actually touches back on our, like, at the beginning of the podcast where we talked about those, that one highlighted uh, just topic from the past week. Uh, we both kind of agreed on the Giants. My my plan B, my second choice in this, was actually going to be the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Mm. Um, There's a really good article out there, and I think if you're a football fan, you should go ahead and check it out. It's really interesting. Um, ESPN the magazine has this whole editorial on the Cowboys offensive line and kind of how these pieces came together. And they're talking, well, I don't know if this is any real credit or credence to this about the entire Cowboys offensive line being named the MVP for the season. (laughs) I mean, I've read something about that. I don't think that's ever been done. I don't think it's actually going to happen. But you know what? I I just wanted to point it out, just because the paradigm of uh, building a team around your offensive line, I don't think there's ever been as good an example as the current Dallas Cowboys team, where you've got a rookie quarterback and you've got a rookie running back who's leading the league in rushing set the,
0: the franchise's record for touchdowns Dude. in the season and is a rookie.
1: I mean, just the numbers statistically, where you have a Tony Romo, who is a starter on any other NFL team, is your backup Yeah, over to a rookie. Like, you can just plug and play guys in this offense. I could be a running back on this team <laughs> and make waves. Like, it's just that's how good the offensive line is. Everybody's the MVP because of us. So I, I just wanted to put that out there. Now... Uh, touching on that also, that same topic of building around an offensive line. My MVP choice, and I don't know if you're going to be surprised or not, Sam, is actually going to be Derek Carr.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, I
1: know, I know. It shocked the world here. A part of me was, was like,
0: gonna is he going to go there? <laughs>
1: and we're going to, this is, I'm going to go back to a point I made at one other podcast. Go to the Dallas, um, I mean, not Dallas the, the, the Oakland Raiders, um, the schedule for the season and look at the score totals. That That's pretty much going to just tell you right there why he's my pick for MVP. Because let's put one thing on the table. That Oakland Raiders defense is fucking terrible. It's <laughs> shit. It's not a good defense. And when you think about the guys who are playing because of suspensions and et cetera, et cetera, the defense is shit. It sucks. The and only it, thing we yes. have is a Khalil Mack, who at this
0: point would also be my pick. For defensive MVP, right? Right. He is definitely defensive player of the year. <laughs>
1: because I mean, this is a defense that bad, and you have one guy who literally is making all the plays to change games. And he, uh, Von Miller, is a step down just because of that. Now, that defense alone still got burned a ton of times. They gave up a ton of points. Practically every game ended in some last minute fucking heroics, and all those heroics we can attribute to, dice roll, drum roll, whatever roll you fucking want, is Derek Carr pulling their asses out of the fire. The Dude. first game of the season, Jack Del Rio going for it at the end of the game, and who's the guy with the pinpoint accuracy, threading the fucking needle every time? Is Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I mean, if you just look at some of his throws in the season, and the only person who comparatively made some just impossible throws that were as nice was an Aaron Rodgers, who probably, and this is more contingent, depending on how the Packers end the season, would probably be my number two pick, because the guys played consistent the entire season, and the only reason the Packers are in the conversation is because Aaron Rodgers never gave up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, I mean, it all depends on where they end up falling in this
0: playoff scenario, but yeah. he be my number two pick. But
1: Derek Carr, I mean, that team is not what it is right now. If you put another quarterback at, in that same... In that same position and give him the same scenarios and ask him to do the same things
0: he's done over the course of this season. Mm-hmm. So he's my least pick. That's a uh, dude. I absolutely commend that pick. That's, you know, I thought about him as well. I, I had a little bit of a feeling like, you know, I don't really know how much, but dude, you made an amazing case. Cause the truth is what the Oakland Raiders have been winning off of their offense. It has not been their defense. It's been their offense. And I mean, Derek Carr has been the heart and soul of that offense from the beginning to the end. And unlike Tom Brady, he has played an entire season and turned around a franchise virtually overnight. Um, no playoff, no playoff, birth
1: since two thousand and two.
0: Wow, I mean, and almost
1: realistically would not have happened at all without just some amazing, amazing
0: games. Dude, you, uh, you said it, man. I actually think that uh, I think your pick is probably a little bit better. I, you know, when I was thinking about the decision, I was like, I kind of thought about Derek Carr, but I just felt like there was a few other guys who were a little bit more meaningful to their team, but. You know what? Look, after that's how Brady pick, I have no arguments. I can't really,
1: I can't really knock you for that. You know, at, at this point, it's I'm inclined to agree.
0: I mean, but at the at the same time, man, he did miss four games, and Derek Carr didn't. I would say, if anything, when it comes, if you want to get technical, Derek Carr might be ahead of him. Yeah, that's true. All right, man. Good MVP discussion. I like that. I like that. Let's see if our thoughts change after next weekend. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, listen. We're getting near uh, our hour timeline. I told you I wanted to keep it within an hour. I think this is good, juicy stuff. Um, Do you think we can run down the slate of games for this weekend? We'll just pick some quick winners? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's do this. So Thursday night football, New York Giants in Philadelphia against my Eagles. Of course I'm going to pick the Eagles, even though they shouldn't win this game at all. Uh, Shaka, who do you think's going to win?
1: Sam, you know I love your Eagles, um, but like we started off this podcast with, that Giants team, anybody who wants to run into them right now, and, you know, I'm going to say two Hail Marys and throw a flower in your fucking grave, <laughs> so, um, I'm going with the Giants in on this
0: one. That's okay, I totally understand, um... Saturday night, okay, so Christmas Eve, so a little footnote, by the way, everyone, when Sunday, when Christmas lands on a Sunday, they like to move all the games over to Saturday, Christmas Eve, I don't really know if that's the best decision, but for some reason with TV and marketing, they still have two games on, on Christmas, I can't make this shit up, but the point is, there's a lot of football on Saturday, <laughs> Miami Dolphins going to Chili, Chili, chilly Buffalo, New York to play the Buffalo Bills, Shaka, who you got?
1: Um, for the record, I'm going to put it out there, Like, I do a lot of family events, especially my girlfriends, on Christmas Eve, so yeah, it's a terrible decision, because I will not be checking in pretty much most of the night. So, I think most decision. people won't be. Now, that being said, Buffalo Bills, you guys have been just a confounding mess all season, and I don't think anything like that's going to change. Um, The Dolphins are playing for their lives right here. They need both of these Ws, and I think they're going to come in and they're going to give everything they got. Adam Gacy, you know what? You've made a fan out of me, buddy. I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one.
0: Wow, okay. I am also going to pick the Dolphins as well just because they are absolutely desperate, and I like the Bills, but I think the Dolphins are a better team, and they'll pull out the win. Uh, Your New York Jets playing the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Shaka, who you got? Uh,
1: there's a very grim part of me that says, you know what, put Christian Hackenberg out there, at least for a series, a quarter,
0: I just Throw want to him see, to the Wolves? <laughs> I just want to see why it was worth a number two pick, or a second round pick,
1: just for the fuck of it, but, um, yeah, besides that, it's Patriots all the way.
0: Tennessee Titans on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Shaka, who you got?
1: Well, we said it before, I don't see Tennessee losing this game, you put Derrick Henry in there, you put Marco Murray in there, you put anybody in there, and you let Bordels Bortle it up. Uh, <laughs> this is Tennessee Titans all the way.
0: I agree. I'm picking the Titans as well. They need this to get into the playoffs. Minnesota Vikings go to Lambeau Field to play the Green Bay Packers. Shaka, who you got?
1: Vikings are a mess. Um, even, I don't know why they brought Adrian Peterson back. I, I think he's playing just for another contract I agree. somewhere else at this point. Uh, just, God, Packers, Packers are going to win this one for sure.
0: Uh, I agree. I'm picking Green Bay as well. San Diego Chargers go on the road against the winless Cleveland Browns. Shaka, who you got?
1: I've only got one thing to say. Don't fuck this up, San Diego. Um... (laughs) The Browns, the Browns should not win any games this year. I love Hugh Jackson, but that's a terrible team. They should not win any games. This is San Diego, and they
0: can't lose this. I agree. I'm picking San Diego as well. But this this does seem like the one chance that maybe Cleveland might win, especially if they're playing Pittsburgh next week. Um, yeah, it's their best chance. Their but best uh, chance to win. I heard somebody else say this on another podcast. I think the fear of losing to Cleveland is a bigger thing than Cleveland actually getting a win. Uh, so, I'm also going to pick San Diego as well. Um, God. Washington Redskins go on the road against the Chicago Bears. Shaka, who you got?
1: Uh, um, I don't want to say Washington's in a tail spindle. When your best tight end is out there slugging guys in the helmet.
0: Ooh, uh, yeah, that was ugly.
1: It was a confounding mess. So. I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago pulls this one out They're at Soldier Field for this one. Yes, they're they are.
0: One. Yes, they are.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago wins this one, but uh, Washington, I think, is, is going to pull this one out. Yeah, Maybe, I I agree.
0: Really. I'm picking Washington as well. Even if they want to try to get into the playoffs, they need to take this game. Although it's dangerous, though, I see Chicago as a wounded animal yeah. as well. They Matt Chicago Barkley, dangerous team. those guys are more. Da- they've been losing, but they're one of the better losing teams the last couple of weeks. Um, Atlanta Falcons go on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Shaka, who you got?
1: This one might end up being a high score, but uh, you you said it. uh, No team system mergers has been as good as Atlanta Falcons. I expect them to win this one. Um, Going Falcons over the the wounded Animal Panthers. Uh,
0: I am also picking the Falcons as well. Just so much firepower on that side of the ball. Indianapolis Colts go into Oakland to play the Oakland Raiders. Shaka, who you got?
1: This is one of my more fascinating games just because I this expect... could be, to be game of the week. <laughs> the Col- I expect the Colts to put up a good fight. Um, and I expect the Raiders to do what they usually do, to give up a lot of points and still end up winning anyway. Oakley's. Uh
0: I'm also picking the Raiders as well. It's going to be a shootout, but um, not enough firepower for the Colts to uh, outshoot the Raiders. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome to play the New Orleans Saints. Shaka, who you got?
1: God, what a terrible name for a stadium. Um, <laughs> ah, man, I just completely lost my fucking train of thought. Say that again.
0: Uh, Buccaneers playing the Saints in New Orleans. Buccaneers.
1: This is going to be a good, interesting one. Yes. Um Just because Saints are always dangerous. Always, always dangerous. Um, and the Bucs. It was a rough loss. That was a rough loss for the Cowboys. Um, they almost had them, but I think Tampa's defense is going to be just enough. Your Griez is going to have a rough game, throw a couple picks. Tampa pulls this out by a field goal.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also going to go with the Buccaneers as well. I saw them play the Saints a few weeks ago. It was close, and they pulled out that one. They're, they're scraping their way into the playoffs right now, and even yeah. though they're in New Orleans, and I know Drew Brees is like God in in pads, man, when, yeah. when he's playing in New Orleans, but Tampa Bay's D, I totally agree. They're going to pull it out by a field goal, Buccaneers. Uh, Arizona Cardinals go on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Shaka, who you got?
1: David Johnson show, as usual, off uh, for Arizona. And uh, Carson Palmer did not play as badly this past week. But let's not forget, you going against the Legion, boom, good defense. They're going to key in on David Johnson. I expect Russell Wilson to come out here and try to carve these fucking guys up. I got to go Seahawks on a close one, maybe a touchdown.
0: Dude, I'm going Seahawks as well, man. David Johnson's going to do whatever he can, but... You know, Seattle, listen, they've been up and down, but they're still looking pretty damn good in December, and you're going to be in Seattle. Cardinals have just been a pushover all season, man. All Seahawks. Uh, 49ers playing the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, God, Chaka, who you got? Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Can we flip a coin on this one? I don't Uh, even
1: have a coin. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Colin Kaepernick's playing for a contract at this point with someone, maybe even as a backup or a starter, but... Besides that, there's no reason
0: to watch this right? I'm going to go 49ers? Yeah, I'll I'll go 49ers as well, just because I think there's a little bit more cohesion with that offense, and I think that, uh, like you said, they're going to try to be a little bit more impressive. But uh, who cares? Um, I I also just said
1: Carson Palmer. I meant Colin Kaepernick.
0: Jesus, Do you,
1: that's just how – I already start to tune that game out. Colin Kaepernick is playing for a
0: contract. Yeah, it's whatever. Dude, whoever the fuck is on that team. Um, I am going to go with the Niners as well. I think the Rams really fell off the map the last couple of weeks. But like we said, who cares? Hey, um, okay, Christmas Eve, right before Santa shows up, Cincinnati Bengals playing the Houston Texans in Houston. Shaka, who you got?
1: We said this one's going to be a dangerous game for Houston. Uh the Bengals team is not going to lay down and just let them walk over them. Um, man, Tom Savage, I don't know much about you, but if you guys want to survive, I hope you bring this Sunday. Um, I'm going to have to go with the home team here by a field goal.
0: Wow, going with the Texans?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a close one, man. But I, I hope they. they I, I see Tom Savage getting Hopkins involved. And I see him running the football, trying to do the things that we've been expecting the Texans to do all season. Let's see what Savage looks like over a full game.
0: Okay. I'm also picking the Texans as well, just because they are are stingy at home, and I don't really have much faith in Cincinnati. I think if anybody's going to upend the Texans, it will be Cincinnati. They are a dangerous defense. But, dude, home team, Houston is dangerous at home, and you cannot, you you can't, you can't sleep on those guys. I think t- I think the Texans are gonna win this game and stay in it. Um okay, Christmas Day football, Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh playing the Steelers. Shaka who you got.
1: This was a good choice for a Christmas Day game. I would totally check this out. And I will be. Um we said this before, look, the Steelers, they have got more firepower. I'm waiting for these guys to to really wake up and go like, I don't know, Super Saiyan or something like they just need to kinda wake the dragon here. And I think they're going to give Baltimore more than they can handle this weekend off. So I'm going to go Steelers.
0: I'm going the Steelers as well, man. They're on a mission. They need to make the playoffs, and they're in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a smack, ma- an absolute smash-mouth game. These guys are going to hurt each other. But oh, I think yeah. Steelers buy at least buy a field goal. Christmas night, Sunday night football, Denver Broncos go into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Shaka, who you got?
1: Man. Broncos, uh, like I said before, what a time to fall apart.
0: Dude. Uh, You really don't know what's going to happen with this team coming into the weekend. And then you got to go up against
1: that defense. Really? Uh, This is almost like a movie kind of a scenario here. Uh, That being said, on the other side, Kansas City's offense isn't anything really to, to brag about. Still, I gotta go with the defense on this. Andy Reid, oh all yeah, the man, been doing it, They're pulling it out big games. I'm gonna
0: go Kansas City. I'm totally with you, man. I'm picking Kansas City as well. A couple of weeks ago, these teams were closer, were much closer uh, in the matchups than they are now. Whereas I think Kansas City's on a roll and Denver's just totally in a tailspin. Kansas City all the way. Monday Night Football. <laughs> Detroit Lions playing the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Shaka, who you got?
1: Well, this one's gonna be kind of a uh, letdown. At least, you know, if you're looking for an exciting game, yeah. I guess like I, I think the Lions. I don't think they have anything left in the tank. And you're going against the Dallas Cowboys team that's really trying to wrap this thing up, man. They're, they're trying to lock this uh, whole thing up. They're gonna come out there and they're gonna they're just gonna bulldoze these guys. The yeah. offensive line is gonna let Ezekiel Elliott finish out the season strong, run wild. Um, Cowboys all the way. I, this one might be two touchdowns, at
0: least. Yeah, yeah, I think, listen, I think Detroit is a pretty, I think they're a respectable team, but this is like a playoff game, you know? Cowboys are not to be denied, and, you know, Lions are going to give it their all, but I'm going Dallas all the way. Um, dude, that's it. We ran through our, our, our slate of games, we, uh, we talked about some good stuff in preparation of Christmas, um, but uh, listen, I'm going to sign us off unless there's anything else you want to add. I'm going to do my little thing, but uh, any other little tidbits you want to throw in there, Shaka?
1: No, man. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm glad you guys are checking us out and tuning in. Um, hopefully you guys like the new layout, but... I had fun,
0: man. Yeah, I had fun too. This was a this is a good, you know, butter us up for Christmas, get us ready for the holidays. I hope everyone enjoys their Christmas this weekend. Hope Santa, you know, gets gets you exactly what you wanted. Um, Shaka, by the way, my wife Campbell says hello. As always, tell us, hello. I absolutely will. Um, okay, for everyone out there, thank you for listening. As always, uh, subscribe to Sam Sports Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Like my Facebook page, Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Instagram at Sam Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter at Smith Face Jones. Or email Shaka and I with mailbag questions at SportsStation at gmail.com. But that's all I got for today. Shaka, I think that's all you got for today. I think it's time for us to get the fudge out of here and watch some football and have some Christmas cookies. Do you agree?
1: Happy holidays, you guys. Enjoy the fucking games.
0: Yeah, enjoy the games, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.